It is Monday, November 20th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Ploop. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan is along for the ride as well. Oh, you look like you've got that golden Mexican tan working. How was your trip I do. for Ryan Braun's 40th birthday? It was excellent. Uh, we went to a very nice resort, um, had a couple of really nice dinners, spent a lot of time on the beach pool, all that good stuff, man. Very relaxing, awesome weekend. But now I'm like charged up to talk some ball uh, and we do have some good stuff uh, happening, some things in the works, some rumors, all these things uh, that are going on in our baseball world. And I'm excited to talk about them with you. You don't look as tan and as beautiful no. as I do, but you no. look pretty good. How are no. you feeling? Uh, lack of sleep, you know. Sydney is is fighting through after this back surgery she had last week. So, um, like daughter, like father, I suppose. And yeah, we're just, I was yeah, gonna say we're, we're getting through this, but she's she's a fighter. So we we will do whatever we have to do, whether that's wake up at two in the morning, which we've had to do, or four in the morning, like I did today. But we love her. She's getting back, and that's awesome. Uh, before we get going, special tip of the cap to Zach Britton who officially called it a career after 12 major league seasons, including one where he arguably could have won the Cy Young. Uh, I believe that was 2016 where he was just unbelievable. Uh, our girl, Britt Giroli, wrote a very, very nice column in The Athletic about it. And in it, she qu quotes Britton as saying, hey, a lot of people don't talk about their spouses. Like, my girl, Courtney, made this dream come true. She was a lawyer while he was in the minor leagues made it affordable for him to be able to do that for a living to seek out his dream. And he admitted, he goes, I don't know if I could give up who I am in order for somebody else to realize their dreams, but she did that. And I thought that was really nice. And it kind of is an eye opener for some people. That's very amazing of her to do that. And then of yep. him to recognize that he was nasty. I mean, one of the weirdest pitches I ever faced in the big leagues was his sinker. Uh, just, it just was gone, man. It was, you it was very difficult to put that thing in the air. Let me say that. So uh, shout out to him and his brother, Buck, who I love, who is a manager, I believe, in the yeah. Orioles organization. Very cool. Very good cool. family. All right. Uh, we're going to get it going with a little free agent movement. Uh, certainly not free. And he ain't moving anywhere. But it is big news that Aaron Nola is reportedly staying in Philadelphia for another seven years and right around $172 million. What do you got? To, oh, that's the Philly Fanatic hat you're pointing at behind you. Okay. Uh, a lot of people thought that he was going to be gone. Instead, the 30-year-old is staying put. How shocked are you? I'm not that shocked. Who are the people that thought he was going to go somewhere? I mean, I feel like the two teams that were mentioned a lot were, I guess there was three teams. It was the Phillies, mm -hmm. and then it was the Braves and the Cardinals. Uh, you know, we get into free agency with a guy like Nola who's so dependable, like everybody wants him if you're looking for starting pitching. But I, I'm not shocked that he's staying there, and I, I love that they gave him the contract. I mean, when you have homegrown talent and you have a core like you have right now, it makes so much sense for them to bring Nola back. He's he's dependable, and I think that's the number one thing that you'd want in a starting pitcher, especially in the free agent process. And if you could say, hey, give me the most dependable guy in the draft. That's what you want as a starting pitcher. You want him to be available. You want him to give you the innings. And then, you know, you obviously want results as well. And he's given that. I know the, uh, this year wasn't great for him, but it ended off well in the playoffs. Um, I love it. I, I, I think that for Nola, knowing him, playing with him, I think the familiarity of the organization meant a lot. And name another place you'd want to be right now, C. Rosie. 
Like this isn't like he's not like staying at home in some brutal organization. He's staying with right. the Phillies, man. And they have this core and they've been winning and they have a great group of guys in that clubhouse. To me, it was like he was always going to go back there. And I think he made the right choice. And I think the Phillies made the right choice as well. Yeah, the rumors are is that he was offered more money. We don't we can't substantiate those rumors and we don't even know where he was offered more money. Maybe that'll come out. Maybe it won't. Um, so the Phillies are paying for dependability. And we have talked about this when guys, when starting pitchers hit the free agent market, they get paid for showing up every five days and giving your team innings. And that's what Aaron Nola does. Since Aaron Nola became Aaron Nola, every year you can punch him in for 30 starts. It is amazing that a guy is going to get more than $170 million when he's coming off a year where his ERA was like four and a half almost. Like, that is kind of weird, is it not? It is, but there's enough of a track record there. And then again, like, you know, uh, the he's built up equity in that organization. I, I get it. That's kind of what happens there. And then the success he had in the playoffs was something as well. So, And the fact that other teams were tugging at his cape and saying, come on over here. I mean, that's a big part of it is leverage. Yeah. And so the Phillies knew. If, they, if the Phillies, you, you better believe that they wanted to sign him for seven years and a hundred million instead of seven years and 172 million, but because other people were interested in him, that's just the way it goes. Um, to me, the minute I heard this, I thought like, okay, well, they've picked Aaron Nola over the prospects of perhaps getting Yamamoto. But then you read stories on Sunday night where they say that this doesn't mean they're not going to chase after him too. Like Dave Dombrowski, I would never give him my credit card. Because that thing would be maxed out by next week. It's you it's have unreal. a limit on your credit card. You can't max that credit card out. You showed it to me. Anyway. Anyways. No, I mean, look, you can't put anything past Dombrowski. Like, go get more guys. Go get, I mean, yeah. This is how you want your ownership and your, and your you know, what is he? What's his title? President of baseball I don't know if he's ops? the president. Yeah, I think he's Who probably knows? president of baseball. I, you used to be able to say the GM. Like GM is not cool anymore. If you're a GM, no, you're not. like down the the totem pole now. Exactly. So, well, but that's it, how you it, want your guy and head of your baseball ops to act, dude. I agree with all of that. Does it scare you a little bit based on his track record that every place he has left, it's been like, well, good luck cleaning up that mess. Uh, a little. I think he spread these contracts out a little longer, so the mm -hmm. AAVs aren't necessarily as high mm -hmm. as some True. of the other places. So that's kind of been his what he's done here uh, with these long contracts in Philadelphia. I think you don't. I think if you're a Phillies fan, you're like, I'm taking like we got Bryce Harper. Yeah, like this is an all-time baseball player. You went out and got him and surrounded him with a bunch of freaking studs. This is what you want. I, you can't be mad at it. No, and so if as long as Nola's contract isn't weird, meaning like his first year is fifteen million, and then another year it jumps to thirty, as long as it's fairly consistent across the books, next year they're going to have seven guys that earn at least twenty million dollars: Harper, Turner, Wheeler, Rail, Muto, Castellanos, uh, Schwarber, and Nola. None more than twenty-seven and a half that Harper's going to get. So that's pretty good. They. Their guaranteed deals, once Nola re-signs on the dotted line, is going to push them over $200 million just for the guaranteed part of all these contracts. This is before arbitration works out. It's before they bring anybody else in and all that sort of stuff. So they're going to have one of the top two, three, four payrolls in baseball, and they're not going to apologize for it. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting.
Yeah. Dude, well, Bryce Harper's contract is amazing. It's amazing. I was looking amazing. at it yesterday. It really is amazing. All right. Uh, let's get on to Rumorville. Hector Gomez opened some eyes this weekend on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days. He tweeted out, source, the Dodgers will be very aggressive looking to sign the two-way superstar Shohei Otani and get the 11-time all-star center fielder Mike Trout by a trade. They're willing to give up their best prospects in exchange for landing Trout. Are you interested in this report or just passing it off as internet fodder? I mean, I'm interested in this report. I mean, that would be a, a blockbuster to say the least. I just don't know how much merit uh, is there. Um, for that to happen, I'd assume that uh, not only would, well, the Dodgers would have to give up some big prospects or or um, maybe not. Maybe they'd have to get big prospects if the Angels ate some of that contract. Trout's going to be making $37 million a year for the foreseeable future. Yep. Um, and I don't know if like Artie Moreno that if it, how can you do that to your franchise? Like not get, go after Shohei Otani and possibly let him land uh, on the, uh, with the team up the road. And then the guy that, you know, you've had forever that grew up in your organization, that's considered one of the best baseball players of all time. You're going to let him go. and You're going to actually actively trade him to that other team right up the road. I know it's not the same league. I know it's not the same division, but like that, that's just not great for your families. Unless, unless, see, Rosie, you just go out and say, look, this is necessary for us to rebuild. We're recouping a bunch of young guys, young prospects we think can help us win. And you just go that route and you go complete rebuild and tell everyone that, then maybe you're looking to do it. I think this has a, and you know I'm bad with percentages here. I'm so bad. A 5% chance of happening. That's okay, low so for me, people. Sam Blum, who covers the Angels for the Athletic, he he quote tweeted this, and he basically wanted to remind everybody that Perry Manassian, the GM, said that Mike Trout is going to be an Angel next season. That Mike Trout, who has a full no-trade clause, has said he's going to be an Angel next season. So he threw a whole wet blanket on this, and he needed to go do that because this is his job. It is not my job. So I can dare to dream. Let's go. I want to see it happen because, God, can you imagine if we do put Shohei and Trout on the same team? But with an organization that knows what the hell they're doing? Like, that would be freaking amazing for just a second. I don't care what you have to give up if you're the Dodgers. I don't care. I don't care how much money it takes. I don't care about the rest of that stuff. If you're the Dodgers, this actually makes a shitload of sense. Why? I know that you've been... You made the the playoffs, whatever it is, 10 or 11 straight years. There are people that are going to look at your run and say you have one World Series, and that was during a pandemic-shortened season. Like, is that how you want this run to be remembered? Go out and get it. I know it's Andrew Friedman's been willing to pull the trigger on some pretty big names coming to town, right? Manny Machado, he knew he was a rental. He still gave up some pretty good pieces. You Darvish, bring him in. Rental, we'll do it. Max Scherzer, obviously you bring in the Trey Turner factor who stuck around an additional year, but they knew the Scherzer was pretty much going to be a rental. They thought maybe they'd have a shot at keeping him. But here you bring in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. You keep Shohei super happy because you bring his buddy with him. And now you give Trout a chance to have meaningful at-bats in October? Sign me up! 
I don't care if it's a rumor. I want to believe in something this offseason. Give this to me. It's not happening, C. Rosie. It's not. I mean, I, 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 I don't even want it to happen, man. Like Angels fans would be so. Would they be happy whoa, or whoa, sad? Whoa. Would they be happy or sad? Seriously, though, oh, they'd be. I, I they'd, want, I want Angels fans to seriously think about this. Otani's gone. Mike Trout's making thirty-seven million dollars a year for the foreseeable future. Like, if you're objectively looking, and this is going you know, to sound so stupid, I, rec- I can already like hear it in the replies and comments like you want Mike Trout on team I understand that I'm not saying Mike Trout makes your team worse I'm just saying would you rather just start over and you have your kind of there's some core guys there that are just have just surfaced at the big league level you can take the Dodgers farm system and kind of rid yourself of a bunch of payroll and kind of start over would you do it like does that make sense I don't know I don't know I would make the Dodgers take Rendon. <laughs> I mean, they'd have to do that too. They'd have to somehow do that. Yeah. Unload another contract on them. Um, by the way, if you're Mike Trout, doesn't this make sense? Like if you do want to trade, you can still keep your crib. I know the traffic would be a bitch, but we could figure that one out. The chopper. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what my, I mean, I, I know he said that he's going to stay in LA and he's got the no trade clause. Um, you got to think he's been thinking about playing in other places other than Anaheim. Could be fun. Like Philadelphia. Let's just keep the rumors alive. I just, Let's I just live for that some... stuff. It's fun. Sorry, Angels fans. How about this though, C-Rose? You think about Trout, 37 M's a year. Towards the end of Bryce's contract, it goes from 27. So you're talking about 10 million less to 23. I know. Yep. Dombrowski, man. He did. He nailed that one. And this one's brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. There's so much to be thankful for right now. Your family, your friends, food, uh, NFL football all week long. How about French fries? I'm always happy for French fries. Uh, The DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. And new customers can bet just 5 bucks on this NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Uh, So no matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and much more. You name it, they've got it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code baseball today. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With the code baseball today, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposits, restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. See you there. All right. Uh, a lot of players non-tendered. There were a bunch of um, small-ish trades as teams trying to clear some 40-man spots. Give me the most eye-opening trade that you saw and non-tender players. That you want me to give both or do you want to choose one? Hey, you could choose one. You don't have to do a trade and a non-tender. You okay. I'll, I mean, it's, the it's it's the Woodruff one for me. I think that's probably the biggest non-tender that we saw. Um, and from the Brewers' perspective, I guess it, it, it I guess it makes sense because you know you're not going to pay him 
X amount of dollars to have a rehab and then hit free agency, you'd have to do some sort of extension on top of that, whether it's a one-year deal to you know get him back into the market where he wants to be. Um, but this is a guy who's like one of the better pitchers in baseball when he's right. So somebody's gonna uh, step in and it's gonna be it's gonna decide Woodruff is gonna decide what kind of deal he'll take. If it's going to be that, well, pay me five million bucks to rehab this year. I'll give you a year um, with free agency. You're going to pay me whatever it is, uh, $15, 20000000 million for that year. Then I'll reestablish myself in free agency. Or does a team say, look, we're going to sign you this year. We're going to give you three years, and that's going to be what you get. Like, I don't think Woodruff would take that. I think he'd rather have the rehab year, reestablish himself the following year, then reenter free agency. Uh, but I think that a savvy team who needs pitching and can kind of, you know, eat this year and 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 wait, they're going to get a good one. So I'm very curious to see kind of who who uh, snatches him up and what kind of contract uh, comes with because it's not going to just be for one year. Obviously, it's either going to be for the two years or beyond. Um, I will give you my answer momentarily, but this is fun. We just got some breaking news, Dan Rourke, who. Uh... Who is reporting this? Do you have? Oh, Bob Nightingale. Well, only nice. guy I trust. Hey, him in passing. Mo- morning, Nightingale. Everybody, tip your mimosas for this one. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez, three-year, thirty million dollar deal to the Atlanta Braves. So let's remember they just extended Jimenez, right, Joe? Wow. And uh, now they're going to add Ronaldo Lopez and That's Aaron Bummer, on- and Aaron Bummer in the trade from the White Sox. So they have on the fly, added lefty, righty to their bullpen. That's how they won the World Series in 2021 was they they rode that strength, which was a question mark maybe going into yeah. the playoffs. Don't they know but, you have to have a bad bullpen going into the playoffs? Right. That's the secret, everybody. And unless Lucas Giolito ends up signing with the Atlanta Braves, it means that we're going to break up the Giolito-Lopez you, you, That's you not a bad landing spot for him. It's not a bad landing spot for him. Set him up with Max Fried for one more year. Yeah. No, this is a great deal. I think the 10 years, 10 million a year for this guy. Braves just made it official. Thank you, Dan Rourke. Okay, so there you go. Ronaldo Lopez on the move. Last year, he played for three different teams. He went from the White Sox to the Angels and then was claimed off waivers by the Guardians. He's, I mean, he pitched great in Anaheim and in Cleveland. I think it was up and down in Chicago last year, but he he has had times where he has just been filthy. That dude is nasty. That's a great signing by the Braves. Alex Anthopoulos taking some of that money. Good for him. Well, we were looking earlier today on Talking Baseball. They only have 30 people on their 40-man roster, the Braves. So this will be 31. And like there's a bunch of moves, depth pieces that they're going to do, bullpen, and then, you know, again, like their bench and stuff. They're going to have to make a bunch of moves just because they need space. They, they need to fill space on their 40-man. Right, right. This is a good move. Good move. Uh, I'll quickly get back to the non-tender name. Nick Senzel. I think he's a guy that can help some teams. Um, He never made it in Cincinnati because he was the number two overall pick in the 2016 draft. And so when you get picked number two overall, you better become hopefully a superstar. At worst, uh, an all-star-ish player. And he never became that. He just wasn't. It doesn't mean that he's not a solid major leaguer when utilized in the right position. Last year, his OPS against right-handed pitching was less than 500. Less than, I mean, it was 497. That's horrible. But 
against left-handed pitching, it was more than a one dot. He also can help you out in a variety of positions. Good dude. So I think that he's a guy that it won't make huge headlines when he signs somewhere, but he can play a variety of roles. And as long as teams don't expect too much out of him, he could be perfectly fine. I think that's a big deal. By the way, I like that. Uh, I always like to go back and look at drafts, Major League Baseball, NFL, just like five, ten years after they've happened. I went and looked at the 2016. Save yourself. Do not do it. 2016 draft? Horrible. Horrible. I mean, that's when you, when people talk about, I don't want to give up my prospects. The first thing I say is, go look at the prospects, prospect list from five years ago. Um, and the draft is even even worse than that because it is straight up lottery tickets. That's it. You know what? While we're here, why don't we? Ready? Okay. Here's yep. your top ten. Mickey Moniak on another team. Just Nick came Sentel. just just came up and doing all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean the number one overall pick. But he's already on another team. Nick Senzel, Ian Anderson, Riley Pint, Corey Ray. A.J. Puck, Braxton Garrett, Cal Quantrill, who just got traded, Matt Manning, and Zach Collins. So you've got probably one guy in that top 10 who has a chance. Braxton Garrett has been – Braxton Garrett's been good. And Puck. Matt Manning is – yeah, but Puck's been traded already. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about the team that drafted you. Oh, okay. Where you have a chance to kind of leave an imprint. You're talking about Manning and Braxton Garrett at this point. Leash. Tough. Tough going. All right. Uh, Pete Alonso heading into the final year of his deal. Jeff Passan says Alonso is looking to surpass big-time first baseman in terms of dollars and what they've received in years past. Jesse Rogers says the Cubs would be willing to trade for Alonso, and Christopher Morrell could be the centerpiece of a package heading back to Queens. Is it more likely Alonzo gets an extension before the season or gets traded? Those are the only two options I'm going to give you. I think it's more likely that he gets he gets extended. Um, I think that's the right move for the Mets. You know, this guy, homegrown talent, um, you know, perennial power guy that's going to put asses in the seats and balls in the seats. See, Rosie, I, I just think he, I think it makes sense for them as an organization to to have this core, you know, they have some guys there and like Pete's a huge part of it. And you don't find guys like this just running around the league that are this consistent with their power. Um, so I think it's more likely that he gets extended. And I know that I know they've said they're, they're going to take 2024 kind of off. Is that what they, they've said? Uh, but I think Pete's part of the future there. And I know Boris is not an extension type of guy. And he wants to test the free agent market, especially when you get one year away. So I'm not so sure it's going to happen, uh, but I think that's the right move. And I don't know if I just answered the question or danced around it. No, you. I mean, you said an extension. If I'm giving you the only two choices. Yeah, I would say extension, yeah. The third option is one that certainly is in play where they just play out the season and then they they go from there. But for our show, the only two options I'm giving you are he's out of town, traded, or he's extended. So you think Dude. it's more likely he's extended? I don't think he gets extended either because that's a Boris. That he doesn't do that. So I guess I just went back on my answer. 
You sure did. Yeah, you I think he's more like, okay, okay. This is me rephrase everything. I think they should extend Pete. I want everyone to know that. I think they should extend Pete. Okay. And they should have already done it. Um, But now I think the more likely scenario between those two is that he gets traded. I don't think he gets extended. I don't think Boris lets him have an extension. I agree. Sign one. I think I think it's more likely that he gets traded. I am curious to see what's dancing in his head in terms of dollar signs, right? Let's just look at some of the recent first basemen that are still pretty good in this sport. Olsen, yeah. now I think he was two years away two. from being a free agent when he got traded from Oakland to Atlanta, and then he got extended for $168 million. Freddie Freeman was a full-blown free agent. He signed for $162 million. Miguel Cabrera, if you want to go back a decade-ish, he got an extension worth $248 million. Now, at the time, he was one of the most decorated players in baseball, a masher, all sorts of stuff. It ended up being a tough contract for the Tigers at the back end. Pujols, when he was a free agent in 2012, got $240 million. Prince got $214. If Pete Alonso was a free agent today, what do you think he would sign for? He's going to turn 29 at the beginning of next month. I see that 30 AAV kind of be in there. I could see like a, a, a yeah, like five-year 150, something like that. Five? Only five for a power hitter, a first baseman? He's not going anywhere. You just keep him plopped at first base. I mean, I, I guess we've seen some teams be willing to, to go real deep into, you know, the 30s nowadays. So I just think he wants the AAV, though. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it all depends on the person. Some, some people will say, I'll play as long as I can and just give mm-hmm. me as much guaranteed money. Uh, and then some guys aren't aren't like that, and they'd rather have the higher AAV in less years because they're uncertain about if they want to play that long. He kind of seems like a baseball rat to me, and just like loves the game, right? Uh, so okay, maybe maybe I'll change it. I don't know. Just it, that depends on what well, his feeling is. Here's here's part of the deal. Looking at it from the Mets side of things, okay, they know that there's the thing called the New York premium, meaning you have to pay that for guys in order to play in New York successfully. Pete Alonso has handled that. No yeah. issues off the field, in front of the microphone, and accountable every day. Every day, he's there, answering questions, being the face when he needs to be. That is a big, big deal. It's one of the reasons I didn't mind the money that Francisco Lindor got, that I knew he would be there and be accountable. Now, it went a little haywire in the beginning, but he has certainly settled into that role on top of being a really good shortstop. Pete Alonso could be that. Now, the the one worry I've got is, is he starting to turn into strictly a masher? Last yeah. year, his batting average was 217. His OPS was 821. Those are, aren't, that's not what I was seeing at the beginning of his career. I felt like he was a better hitter. And now it just feels like it's, well, either home run or we'll just deal with the rest of it. 260, 231, 262, 271. Then this year was 217. Those are his most recent batting averages, yeah. or all of his batting averages. That you're paying you? for the power, and you're paying for the the run production. That's what you're paying for. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, be interesting, man. Boy, those Mets fans would go nuts if he ended up getting traded to the Cubs or somewhere else. They would go freaking nuts so would you say the most likely scenario is he just plays out his last year and they offer a qualifying offer yeah i think so too that's to me but that's not as fun a question which is why i didn't ask it this is a fun question 
Tori Lavella went to visit his favorite NFL team, the Buffalo Bills. There was a fun little picture of him hanging out with Josh Allen. Maybe he inspired him to play better because the Bills beat up on the Jets. Uh, Bryce Harper loves the Buckeyes. His wife was a soccer player there in Columbus. Nice picture of him with soon-to-be top five NFL draft pick Marvin Harrison. Then you saw Bryce was all over the pregame shows and was at the stadium, OHIO, the whole bit. You have a chance to go visit an NFL team or a college team for one-day experience. Where are you going? I've thought a lot about this. Um, I've had some pretty great experiences with the Rams, so that's uh, we'll just not give that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go college, and this is something I've talked about for a long time. I- I've never been to an SEC football game. So me, Kelsey, and Casey Lynch and Aaron Nola – we're all going to go down to LSU together. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll maybe we'll invite Alex Bregman too. You're going to come with us? Yes, because that's yeah. exactly what I wanted to do. That is exactly the one. So do, if you got room in that car or whatever, or oh, PJing it. Noel's got the PJ. Yeah, he just signed a big deal. I don't know if you heard oh, that. Yeah, hell yes. We're yeah, going. I love that. That's yeah, what let's I go like uh, LSU versus like the Gators or something like that. Night game, night game Ooh. in the Bayou. That's what we're doing. I. I've had yeah. a remarkable um, experience, like being able to cover big time events. College football Saturday has eluded me. I have been to very few venues, very few of them, and none in the SEC. So I really, really Let's go. go. Oh, I'm in. I am in. I'm going. Okay. Yeah, we know some people there, man. I love it. That's a great. I can't believe we thought exactly the same thing. I thought about Tennessee as well. I just wanted. Yeah. I just wanted SEC football. I, I need to go. I heard the people at Tennessee are wonderful in Neyland Stadium. That they are uh, the late UCLA coach Terry Donahue. I did a couple of uh, NFL games with him as an analyst, and um, he used to talk about all these amazing venues. He said his favorite one though was Nebraska when they were really good in the 80s and then the early to mid-90s. He said they also had the nicest people. We brought our team out there, and we got our ass kicked. And after the game, they're all standing and applauding for us and telling us, thank you for coming. They weren't, like, yelling at them and throwing stuff. They were like, oh, thank you so much. Have a good flight home. It's like, okay, sounds fun. My second one, I almost went, was, was NFL. And it was hanging out with Max Crosby and the Raiders after they win, smoking cigars. I don't even smoke cigars. I think they're mm. gross, but I would uh, just like hanging out with them. Do you like, like um? Fun. Do you like Vegas? Um. Yeah, I do. I I hadn't gone to it for a long time, but I started doing some charity, uh, like a charity event out there every year, and it's like a quick in and out trip, and I I love it. I mean, shoot, man, Vegas. I heard the F1 was a big disappointment. That's what I've been hearing from yeah, a lot of it, people. It looked better on TV. I was worried about it. I thought it came off pretty well. It'll be interesting for the Super Bowl. Buckle up. Check on me. That's all when I can that? tell you. This year. This year's this in Vegas. Yeah. This season. Look out. All right. We are back at it again because of the Thanksgiving Day holiday. We're going to do this show again on Wednesday. Hopefully we'll have some Yamamoto news, maybe some other free agent signings that'll pop up sometime before our show starts. But great job by Dan Rourke hooking us up with the Lopez news. Braves, three years, 30 million. That's nice. 
So for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, the uber-talented and tanned Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.